0: Last time, our heroes met with the leaders of the Silver Covenant and the Teldrassil refugees, and they spoke with the captain of the guard as well as the director of the archaeology department at Stormwind Keep. Our heroes know a lot about what's going on in Stormwind, but the more they ask questions, the more they discover that these elements are likely connected. Let's see how things go now as we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Okay, so last time. You guys arrived in Stormwind after a stay at the Darkmoon Fair, which was, you know, fun and concert and shooting people out of cannons and stuff. Uh, As soon as you arrived, the first priority, of course, was Butch needs a makeover. So that went and happened. (laughs) Ari ran out and talked to one of the town criers who had been spreading the news around the city, uh, got some information uh, about some recent events within the city. Falkus coordinated with his contacts at the Silver Covenant for a short time, and then after everyone reconvened uh, together as a group, y'all went and met with Falkus's people at the Silver Covenant. Got some new credentials, a couple shiny new badges. Uh, and I, I didn't really uh, highlight this when we went through the stuff that you get for being a member, uh, but you are—you uh, were issued a sending stone uh, that is used to communicate with an operative there. Um, And of course you were given access to the armory. Did you guys uh, take a second to look at what was available or go through anything that you wanted to get rid of and uh, like make notes of any of that sort of thing. We don't have to go through all that right away, Uh, but if there was anything in particular that you wanted to get from the armory, we can like cover that real fast right now.
1: Uh, The big thing was uh, for me, what, Okay, so there, I understand that were health potions, and I understand that they were limited. Okay, whatever we're able to get from that, I, th- I think we, sh- we should. Um, mounts and how that works, yes, big yes. And whatever that communication stone is, I understand we saw Ari, or Ari saw someone using it, like talking into it. Um, I'm. Interesting that the, the rest of it is stuff we can use and just like put in our inventory and not even talk about
2: you know for the sending stones would that work between us then since we're all on the silver covenant
0: uh you as a group were issued one and okay. the uh, it's like a walkie-talkie almost it's not like a cell phone where you can call a whole bunch of different stones on it it connects to one other stone uh and the one is held actually by um Lauren Shroudsong, song the second in command at the Silver Covenant he would be your direct uh coordinator necessary not like your report but but like you'd be coordinating through them uh who would then go ahead and either relay orders from the top or anything of that nature
1: I I it makes sense at Focus
3: to that I, I was out. just gonna ask who wants to have it I I just yep. added it to my inventory so I'm already one step ahead
0: cool. Okay perfect. Uh, the mounting situation is uh, they do come in the form of a magical ring that does not require attunement. It's just something that you can wear on your finger. Uh, it will allow you to spend a minute essentially doing spellcasting. Even if you're not a spellcaster, it takes a minute to like summon the excuse me, it takes about a minute to summon the mount, at which point you have a mount uh, issued in Stormwind. It would be a horse unless you are able to uh, reconfigure the ring in some way. Uh, which is actually on the table for Ari, be- Ari rather, because she has a uh, a ring with a unique stone in it that could be swapped out or uh, used to replace. Um, which is something that you could do in other locations potentially if they had mounts that were more suited to that populace. Uh, but the ones issued uh, directly from the armory would be horses. Um, They summon, they immediately despawn if they take any damage, or if you get off the horse and wander more than like 10 feet away from it, they, they despawn. But you're not under any chance of, as long as you keep the ring, you're not under any chance that it will be killed or stolen or, you know, you leave it at the stables and then get on... Uh, you take a teleportation to a mythical new location and you've left your horse behind forever, nothing like that is going to be on the table for this sort of item.
1: And uh, I'm guessing um, if they
0: despawn, we don't have to feed them? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like magically constructed. They're not... I almost said oh yeah, it's just a ring that lets you cast Fine Steed. Fine Steed is like a really powerful spell. These are like Steeds that can be used in combat that have all these cool benefits to them and are, like, psychically linked to you and you can, like, do all this stuff. I, I don't... I, I didn't seem appropriate to just issue those to the people.
3: The moment you cast a spell, it just disappears. Say again? I said the moment you cast a spell, it just disappears. <gasps> oh,
0: like in... Well, no. Like
3: in World of Warcraft.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that to you guys. Uh, but what I am going to say is that um it will despawn if, like... If it's under threat, if it actually takes damage, it would despawn, and if you like leave it behind for whatever. You can get off of it for the purposes of, oh, I climb down so I can do whatever, but if you wander away from it, it will despawn automatically.
3: Taking a personal note here, Falkus really likes raptors.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, you're going to have to find somebody who deals in raptor mounts. Uh, if that's the case, but yeah, like if you got to get off the thing to like wander into the woods to relieve yourself, that's fine. But like for larger things than that, it would, it would go away. Uh, so that's how okay. that would work. You also mentioned potions, um, the potions that would be available. You would be able to get uh, three of the standard potions of healing that heal like for
1: one for each of us. Essentially.
0: Or? Yeah. Okay. Um, they heal for 2d4 plus two um and they would also have two of the graders that would be available uh they you know take some time to like well all right are we going to requisition these to the new guys and they run it up the ladder and like up the ladder says yes give them what they ask for uh so there's two graders i want to say i'm saying greater when i shouldn't be saying superior it's the ones that heal for 4d4 plus 4 so that should be greater um, if, if i'm remembering correctly
3: I would hand it over, or at least offer it to to Butch and Ari, just because I know they're mostly a melee than I am. I would
2: say Butch. Give them both. Yeah, so I have one, and he has two. No, there's so there's three regular.
3: Okay. of, of the of the regular potions, and then there's two graders.
2: Oh, two graders. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was misunderstanding. I was looking okay. at my character sheet, so um, I figured, yeah. I would say, so if we each have a regular, then giving us each one a greater, that would be fair. Yeah, for you
1: and Butch is where I was. It happens that I already have one, so that would that oh. that would that would give me two. I can't recall when I got well, it, but I, I, I do have a potion of greater healing.
3: Well, then if you're going to do that, let me see, what do I do have? I only have one potion of healing, so if you have one already, if you don't mind, I'll take that one then. Um, please, so that at least we do. all have one. There's always time later before we get into a big battle that you used yours and I can hand you mine. You know, it's sure. always that option mm-hmm. later. But at least then I'll, I'll have
2: the backup. Miscellaneous potions I have that I kind of forgot about if we want to divide up. I still have four flame bloom oils and I have an eye drop.
0: So the eye eyedrops specifically cure a disease that was common in the jungle. Uh, you know enough about, you've been in and out of Stormwind before, you know this place pretty well. Uh, not something that comes up very commonly here. Okay. Uh, so that might be something just to hang out, like keep in the back pocket um, in case it should show up again, but you don't expect that it'll be, there'll be any kind of urgent need for that.
3: How do we add uh, the rings? Are the rings a specific thing in, that you've created already that we can add No, one? I
0: fully didn't, I forgot to do that. It's Ring spin. of Mountain yeah ring of mounting and
1: i mean i i think that
0: that's something that i will make the items and i will add them to your inventory i would just i will do it after the time i remember to do it oh was i not supposed
2: to add ring of mounting because i added it
0: wait is there fully actually already an item called that yeah. I do not know that.
2: While wearing this ring, you spend one minute concentrating to summon a rideable one-person mount. This mount disappears if you are ever more than five feet away from it or if it suffers damage from attack, spell, or other harmful effect. If you are mounted when it disappears, you land safely on the ground in its spot. The mount is sudden with a saddle and a birdle, bridle, bridle, okay. and comes equipped with empty saddlebags. If the mount is carrying any other equipment when it disappears, the equipment is dropped safely to the ground. Dude. I thought you created this. I guess I, I thought did. thought you did. No, that okay, sounds like me. You did. I, I fully did made it. My way, bad. Hey, listen, ago. audience.
0: Here's the thing, audience. You're going to forget everything that you do when you are creating a D&D campaign. And that does not matter unless you're recording it for everyone to hear. So play your game at home and just make mistakes. Everyone will think it's fine.
2: <laughs> I thought you were trolling us. I was like, is he trolling?
0: Oh, I'm fully just... Dumb. I don't have a memory. I was created without a memory. So that happens. Y'all guys got rings of stuff. Let's see here. While you guys were at the Silver Covenant, in addition to spending time getting mount rings that apparently exist... You also picked up a quest to track down a missing Silver Covenant operative named Old Dune Blackpowder, who was investigating a series of supernatural occurrences within Stormwind that sound to you to be very similar to what was reported out in Darkshire. Uh, You quickly came to the conclusion that Old Dune was on the heels of the archaeologists that appear to have brought one of the Sky Shards from Duskwood to the city and disappeared during... Uh, 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 They brought it there, and he disappeared during his investigation. Stopped sending in reports. Hasn't been seen since. Um, After you guys gathered up that information, you swung out to the Teldrassil refugee camp and spoke with Queen Mia Greymane, who told you that the missing teenagers from the refugee camp uh, told you who they were, what kind of people that they are, uh, she confirmed that there were they were more likely to be runaways than to be kidnapped children, um, and then she did invite Ari to dinner with her and King Gen. But Ari like wasn't super sold on the idea of spending any time with the king, uh, so that's kind of where that ended. Um, and then after that, your final errand in the last session was that you went over to the Keep using your new authority as members of the Silver Covenant to gain access. And you spoke, uh, first of all, with Captain Braxton from the City Watch, and then Harrison Jones of the Archaeology Department. It was there that you learned a little bit more about what had been stolen. You learned the uh, archaeologists from Darkshire had not yet checked into the keep or the li- like the library at the keep uh, after they came home. And you learned that Ari, or rather Lady Ari Misa of Greymane of Gilne... Uh, Lady Arimisa Greymane of Gilneas, if I can say the words correctly, uh, apparently has absolutely no issue with throwing her like political weight around when uh, it suits her needs to do so. Um, at this point, information in hand, you are on your way out of the keep. Now, um, last session, one of the things that you said that you had wanted to do was take a peek. The two archaeologists that had gone missing were... Nick Ballard and Daniel Shanks were the missing archaeologists that uh, Harrison Jones had told you, oh, yeah, no, they're supposed to be checked in. They live out in an old town. Uh, So one of the things that you said that you guys were interested in doing uh, this afternoon, and it is beginning to be like early to mid afternoon times, uh, was to check that out. But also, I mean, anything else that you guys are interested in pursuing at this time is on the table for you guys to do. So what is it that you guys are actually looking to do at this point?
3: Uh, What time of day is it?
0: Uh, it's like, it's a little too late to call it early afternoon, but we're not quite into mid-afternoon yet. It's maybe like three.
1: Okay, so and we got, you know, those missing teenagers, right? There's there's three of them, and we, and we know they have all very particular interest in sets Very of, particular skills. Set of skills y- y- yeah and you know things are getting stolen these um what's its are uh missing clearly these three teenagers are living Enormed. like in the sewers or or in like hidden places in Stormwind and are stealing these things in order to enact some plan that they have and they're probably not bad guys, but um, they could be caught up in something that uh, they, yeah, or you know their intention. If, if they're gonna get caught up in something, I'd say their intentions probably started out being good, you know. Well, it's
3: it's already pretty late in the day. Um, my thought process at this point in time is, I mean, well, we're we left off in Stormwind Keep. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, so the last conversation you had was with Harrison Jones at the archaeology department, and at that point you had already talked to the captain of the guard, also at the keep, and you were like, all right, well, I feel like we have the information that we are going to get at this point from here. Uh, So you were on your way out of the keep at this point.
3: Um, if we head back to, uh, we gotta figure out where we're gonna stay for the night, um, I'm assuming probably around the Trade District, um, we no, gotta pass we, through. we, have already... The Dwarven we, District.
0: Dwarven already, the dwarven. Oh, we're gonna stay in the yeah.
3: Dwarven District, okay, that's right,
0: um... Yeah. The Golden Keg, I think, is the name of the inn.
3: Alright, alright, alright. I thought we went to eat there, I didn't realize we were, we were staying there, too. Um... I'd like to, you know, before we kind of call it a night or before we kind of call it a day here, um, I'd like to pass by Old Town. And and that was where those two archaeologists' houses
0: were, right? Yes, that's right.
3: I'd like to at least, I mean, we have enough time in the day. I kind of like look at my, you know, hair past the mole. Okay. Um, I think we have a little bit of time to at least poke around their, their residences to see if they at least have been back. Because I would assume it's only been a week or two that there would be signs of at least of recent arrival? And if not, we at least see that's going to scratch off that, you know, like, okay, where do we have to go from here? So they never made it to the keep, which tells me, okay, did they even make it to their houses? If they didn't make it to their houses, then we have to take that step further back. So at least we can cross one one of those levels off our, our
1: list. Okay. Uh, something about y'all wanting to go to the mage
2: district for something? I will, Yes. Um, cause there's a book that they took out, um, I can't read my notes, but the kids took out a book and it wasn't taken from this library. So the maids district is the next possible library, something on illusions.
0: Yes. So the information that you were given was that at the archeology span department, a, a young, um, Drani had Erie? taken, yes, named Erie had taken an advanced illusory, um, like, the- like a theoretical text on a- advanced illusion magic, um, you knew that... Rissa. Um, Rissa, you, you, much faster at my names than I am. This is great. <laughs> I have to, have to do less work about it. Um, had begun studying illusion magic from a book checked out at a library. So you suspect you have Mage Quarter for that.
1: Quote, Drani.
2: I mean... Yeah, th- I mean, it could. Yeah. I personally, like, think Ari right now is process and she would tell you guys this is I think that Eerie and these these teens are connected in this illusionary magic is all
3: to, th- If you're going to literally head- what I just
2: said. it is okay I'm just
3: making shit sure. <laughs> If if you're going to head to the mage quarter tonight yet um can you inquire about um someone who could potentially cast um I had it written down here cast find object Oh yeah so okay. there's an option, at least as far as finding an object. So trying to, so if we can't locate the archaeologists, maybe we can at least locate them through the object. Um, we do know one object, but I don't know if that's going to. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, um, the Silver Covenant has has locked that thing away behind lead, which means we're not good. That one's not going to taint. Any, any sort of, of, of information if we use find object. So if we do if it does work hopefully it's going to point us in the right direction where that object is which hopefully finds us. Old Dune hopefully finds us you know a lot of things in that process. So that's my only request if you're going to head to the Mage Quarter tonight yet yeah, that would be my only request.
0: Okay. okay. So who's going where?
1: Oh we splitting up the party again? Uh, I, I mean at this point
0: Y'all guys can move together. If you want to split up, that's fine, too. Whatever you're looking to.
1: Which
3: I'm well, passing a- an old town. You want to go to see the warriors?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what? I think that sounds re- really cool. If you're if y'all going to go down and uh, talk to them. And uh, unless there's something super interesting for me to look at in the mage quarter. I uh, let's see. I was thinking there's a herbalist in the midge quarter, but th- that's not re- what I want to do. Uh, yeah. All right. So uh, if, y- if y'all are going to go check that out, I'm going to uh, go inquire as, as to us. Uh, I figured we're in Stormwind anyway, right? We're in this, this big old city. I-, I bet you I can learn a few things while I'm here, you know? Um, learning some fight. I've always had my fighting styles I, I, I love my fighting styles I'm not going to lose them but I, I might add to them you know warriors given, here, given are, here are top there. notch they can definitely show you a thing or two and uh other, other thing is I you know a lot I'm a pretty good cook but you know don't always have the things that I want to have to cook the things that I know how to cook I bet you there's someone who can teach me that too but right now, if y'all are going to go do that boring stuff, I'm going to go to uh, talk to some warriors. Uh, do y'all know where that is? Or do I need to talk to one of these guards? Hey, Butch, if you head with me, we'll, we'll go to
3: Old Town and I'll, I'll point you in the direction. It's back over by the Silver Covenant.
1: All right. that ain't far away. That sounds good.
0: All right. So we're going to split the party again. It's totally cool. We're in a friendly city. What could go wrong? Um, Ari's on her way over to the Mage Quarter. It's going to take you the longest to get there, just the distance involved. It's the only other side of the city. Not a problem though. It's easy enough to do. Um, in the meantime, since you have not yet had a chance to visit, uh, I th- I think I said this out loud in the in the last game or the game before that or whenever it was. But you would potentially have the opportunity to visit a jeweler to have your your ring changed. In the meantime, you're on horseback. I'm so sorry. Uh, You're going to be able to um, make that errand if you want to, but you can also head out to the Mage Quarter directly. Uh, Butch on his way over to the Hall of Champions in southeastern Old Town uh, and Falkus on his way to the home of either Nick Ballard or uh, Dr. Daniel Shanks, whichever it is that you have the addresses to both. Um, Ultimately, you know, if you're going to visit both, it doesn't really matter which one you go to first who wants to who wants to play first who wants to who wants to do their scene is anyone jumping at the at the chomping at the bit here to do their scene first
3: I kind of do
1: okay all right okay. well uh, I'm gonna head over here and uh, I guess you're over there that's kind of where you are
2: yeah and I'll just kind of point
1: at the house here and
3: point which in direction the direction are you
2: going I'm going to head to the other side of the trade district. There's something called the Mage Quarter. Um, the Inscriptionist is over there, which I kind of want to chat with her or him for a little bit. But then um, I want to get some more information about this books and, and try and find that spell, the Locate Object.
1: All right, then. Well, Falkas, you and I are staying in the same area s- somewhat. And and uh, 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 we'll, we'll see each other around. But if worse yeah, comes come worse... Find you for dinner, you know where I'll be. We'll go back to the Dwarven district. Yep. Yes, sir. That's right.
0: Okay, phenomenal. Um, Falkus, the two addresses that you were given, <clears throat> one of them you go to and you see that um pretty standard-looking house for this section of the, t- of the city. Um the door, the front door is locked, but the uh the windows are you can see into the house. Um, Seems pretty normal. Like, everything seems like it's in place. Like, there's nothing, like, abnormal happening here. Um, You try the front door. You find that it is locked. You go around back just to see what's going on, and you see that the back door is uh, actually unlocked. Um, When you go in, you know, you take a quiet look around. uh, You call, hey, is anybody here? It's pretty quiet. Uh, And as you look around, you don't see anything really out of the normal. So you're like, all right, well... I don't know, maybe they did come home and didn't do anything. Maybe they never came home. It's hard to tell. Let me check out the other house. Um, The other place you find that um, the shades are actually drawn over the windows. The front door, when you try it, is unlocked. Um, And uh, for the first time in a short while, we're actually going to go ahead and... What, roll some dice. Uh, maybe we're gonna leave um, theater of the mind.
3: Can I? Um, so
0: I'm gonna show you a map.
3: When I discover that the front door is unlocked, so you're talking. You're talking to somebody who's sneaky, sneaky here. So if the front door is unlocked, I kind of want to go around to a locked door and come in through that way.
0: Okay. So. Um, The way that we're going to do this here, so as you look at the map, you'll see that there is an area here that is blocked off from your line of sight. That represents the house that you're actually uh, looking at. Um, You try the front door. You see that it is unlocked, and you get suspicious about it. So you go, okay, well, I'm going to take a look around. As you walk around the perimeter of the house, you see that this house has a number of windows that are all either shuttered or have the blinds closed on the inside of the building or something like that, you do not find a back door on this house. You try the windows here and there. You do see that they are locked. But this isn't maybe the most noble thing to say about you, but you can unlock stuff that's not supposed to get unlocked.
3: I'm looking at my lockpicking skill right now with a plus 11, so yes. <laughs> I, I bet that's what I'm like looking for, too. I'm like, I'm going to use my lockpicking skill here. I was like a front door that's easily open. I'm like, no.
0: So um, here's the thing about that. We're looking at a real low D. This is a regular person's house. Okay. We're not talking about trying to pick the lock on a dungeon door or somebody's like, you know, this terrible place. It's a dude's house. Um, You are so proficient in this ability that I'm, if you choose to open a, a window, you'll open it. Um, what I can point out for you, if you zoom out the map just a little bit, I'll ping around the map to show you where you find some uh, some windows. So uh, the door itself is right here, okay? You're gonna see windows around the wall on the side that you're, like, you're sort of snooping around the left side of the building here. Um, so there are several windows on that side. There's a window on the far back a window on the far back on the other side of the corner and some like kind of over this way.
2: So I just see a big black square, which is fine because this is Focus's like thing,
0: Right. I don't know if there is a way for me to show all of you guys here. You know what I'll do? I have a great no, that's idea. Cool.
2: I just wanted to make sure I was just supposed to be seeing black.
0: So you aren't here. So Ari sees nothing. What I can do though. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to cheat like crazy. Your vision is based on where your token is. Okay. So what I'm going to do is put your token a bunch of places and you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. All right. Are you ready for this? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a butch and an Ari. Okay. Okay. And if I copy you and put you here, can you see like that stuff? Yeah. Yes. Beautiful.
1: So it's like, it looks like we're in a, so you're using the roll 20, um, like line of sight, uh, tool looks like. And so if our tokens are there, we, it will show like what our tokens can see. So what Casey just did was copy and paste our tokens in four different areas, which which allows Butch and or myself and Ari to see stuff. I'm guessing that there, I don't see a Falkus token, so I'm guessing Erica's screen is still black.
0: No, 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 no. So I just you were you were describing what you're actually seeing here. So oh. um, that's great. I just keep in mind you can see stuff that. Falkus can't see, so I just want to make sure you guys aren't like saying it anything that you shouldn't the story. see.
3: Yep. Yeah. All right. So Falkus is currently on the right hand side of the building. Uh, building. Uh, there is a window right here. I have pinged the map. That now, I first think of all, is the d- window. Did you I'd try like knocking on the door? I no, that's not what I do.
1: You, I mean, what if what if nothing's wrong?
2: Like legit, you you wouldn't like. Try, try the. I don't think Falcus would like. Honestly, I get what you're saying, Butch. Like, I think Butch would knock on the door. I think Falcus is automatically going to think something's wrong. Yeah,
1: well, I'm just going to go. What about with this? What about what about this? Makes you think something's wrong?
3: Just in general that they haven't showed up back at the. They're supposed to have checked in with the archaeology department, and they haven't yet. They okay, are days. They, they, they past. said
1: that. Oh. Uh, it's around about time that maybe I would be expecting them. Yeah, you should look. That Now, I don't know. I just... Well, okay, let's put I, it this way. If it the were front me, door, I would check to the see front, if the door knob The turns. front door was
3: unlocked, which to me puts me on high alert. And the reason ah. why, if anybody wants to know, I'm sneaking around the backside here is that if the windows are all locked they are assumed as safe places that nobody's going to come in through. Not expecting me being able to come in through those. That's where my mindset is. And so if I give them the drop or come in from surprise from a locked area, I've got, I've got the element of surprise.
1: All right. So if, if Daniel is on the crapper and Nick is cooking bacon, in nothing but his underwear, that's what you're going to see. Sure. All right, then. I'll just slip but, right back But the out way again. you're going to do it is not knocking on the door. You're, you're going to unlock a window, and they're just going to be like, okay, yeah, cool, okay.
0: I should have made that the scene, actually. <laughs> they're doing some underwear cooking, and that'd be I great. I wish I'd done that. You know. Uh, So now that you've had all of this uh, focus, as you wander around the building, you imagine in your mind what complaints and criticisms Butch may have had for you uh, as you do things the way you do them rather than the way he would have done them. After having that imaginary argument with yourself, now that you've had that sort of mental experience, what is your goal here today? Um,
3: So this window that I'm currently looked at is locked and shuttered. Is that correct?
0: Yes. All of them. I say shuttered. Um, What you're looking at is windows actually not all that dissimilar to ours where it's like the bottom one slides up to go over the top one and then behind it curtains. So you can't see inside, but you can see that there's like glass window panes and those little thumb lock latches things.
3: Um, I'd like to unlock those thumb latches, raise the window and then slowly like listen but then also peek
0: through the curtains okay go ahead and roll for me a uh, you're going to unlock the windows go ahead and roll for me a perception check though because I'm curious about something Uh, and I'm going to roll a die real fast too because I okay perfect 18 Okay, on an 18, you start your work, and as you're doing, you're listening very, very carefully, uh, and you slowly, like, as the, the, as the uh, windowsill sneaks up a little bit, you stick one little finger in and slide the curtain very, very slightly. Some light peeks into the room. You look in, and you see a quiet um, bedroom with a table uh, and a like a chair where you can sit and a bed where the sheets are a little disheveled and that sort of thing. Um, a table, uh, that kind of stuff. And on the far side of the room is a door that is opened. And here, let me ch- change the dynamic lighting. I should be able to, there it is. Remove that. And then you should be able to see inside of the room and you should see past it into the next room over.
3: Yep, the open door.
0: Okay. Um, as you slide the, the window up, it creates enough space where you can climb in. As you look around, this room is not all that especially, you know, unusual, really. Uh, but the next room over, as you go, uh, you do see that um, it is, it's been rolled. Somebody's been here and has pulled open all the drawers, turned over the carpet, um, picked apart all of the, you know, everywhere where there could have been something hidden or something secreted, uh, they have uh, looked for it.
3: All right, so right now the room is empty?
0: The bedroom is empty. The room beyond it that you can see that has been, like, tossed has been tossed yeah uh that room as far as you can see from the window is also empty
3: all right so i am going to slink into the room Uh, i'm going Mm -hmm. to make my way around and do a little peeky peeky around the door frame
0: okay um no checks required we're still operating off of your 18 perception uh you look into that room you see As I described, um, there's like a table where someone might sit and eat. There's a a rug. What I'm showing you on the map is that like the floorboards have been ripped up um, or have rotted away or something like that. That is not as um, that is not as much going on here. What actually is happening is maybe essentially that what I want the map to convey is that somebody has been here, has like I say, pulled open all the drawers, flipped over all the stuff. Looked for things, but as you look around, as you listen, you hear nothing, you see nobody.
3: Okay, uh, hear nothing, see nobody. Gonna continue carefully around.
0: Okay, um, oh, uh, okay, so as you walk, I just want to make sure that you noticed. So you're headed on your way, uh, south toward the front door, um, which. Uh, This is a new thing that I think they just changed on Roll20, or rather they've changed it since the last time I messed with dynamic lighting. They have one-way walls now, so Falkus, you can see out through the windows that I pointed out to you, but if you were on the other side of the building, you would not be able to see through them. That's cool, right? I just wanted to geek out. That's pretty cool. Um, (laughs) Anyway. um, That is pretty neat. Yeah, neat, right? Uh, Right here I'll ping the map. There is a doorway that goes into another room. Um, But as you walk around, you're in essentially what is the entrance hallway. You look around the corner and there are still a bunch of uh, like, you know, more evidence that the place has been rolled.
3: I'd like to listen at the doorway before I attempt to try it and check in here.
0: Okay. Um, Just let's do it. Let's let's do one more perception check.
3: Sixteen. I'm rolling low.
0: All right. Um, So, barely, what you hear is the noise of somebody. It almost sounds like somebody running. And you hear it distantly. And as you listen at this doorway, you realize you're not hearing it through this doorway. You're actually hearing it maybe through the open doorway at the front of the at the front of the house out in the street it could be somebody running down the street it could be a jogger out for a mid-afternoon jog um you know but what you hear is
3: um if that's what i hear i am definitely going to take a quick bolt out here and i'd like to see oh somebody what i'm looking for because when you know when somebody has is running from something they're looking behind them if it's a jogger out for a run, they're not looking behind them. They're looking in front of them. So I'm looking for somebody who is looking behind them.
0: Okay. Now, Sneaky. what What Ari and Butch know, because they saw the entire house as you were picking the lock, is you rolled an 18 on your perception check uh, against a natural 20 stealth roll from my thief who was in the building at the time and was in the room that you were trying to open the door on. So he was to give a, a, a more audience perspective on this, he was in the room that you decided you were going to try to open the door, the, the window of, and was like, "Up, oh, I'm leaving, and then snuck out the front door. Um, The perception check that you just rolled... Which was rolled, unlocked. Uh, Yes, which was unlocked. Uh, The perception check that you just rolled was a 16 total. My stealth roll here was a uh, 15. So you barely heard... Wait, something's weird. I got to go check it out. As you run out the front of the building, you see a guy. He's human, uh, kind of grungy looking, red mask covering his face, and he is booking it down the street, and he is looking back at you in the way that you describe.
3: All right. Fun times. Fun times. Um, if I remember correctly, my gnomish shot shooter, is that a a bonus action?
0: it is actually um on your character sheet the way that you made it you do have it listed under your actions you can actually customize it and change it to make it be on your bonus action um thing somewhere somehow you should be able to do that whatever it doesn't matter yes it is a uh it is a bonus action to cast that and actually what i'm going to do here just so that we can see everything and we don't have to have a thousand tokens on the board is I am actually going to uh, remove the dynamic lighting because the secret has been revealed.
3: Okay. Uh, First thing I'd like to do is um, I'll pull out my Gnomus shot shooter and I want to shoot them with a concussive shot.
0: Okay, remind me, that is a dexterity saving throw and the DC is on your intelligence, right?
3: Eight plus my proficiency bonus plus intelligence modifier. So eight and proficiency is 11 plus intelligence modifier is another three. So it's a
0: 14. All right. So on your bonus action, you see this guy running away. You real quick, for the first time, I think, reach yeah. for the uh, side holster or wherever it is that you keep this little device, flip it out, and shoot off a blunt, what is essentially a blunted crossbow bolt. Uh, this cat rolls a dexterity saving throw of 25. And uh, fully, like, looking back at you, seeing that you're leveling this thing at him, like, twists so that he doesn't lose momentum in his run and is not affected by this ability.
3: All right, all right, all right. Well, if that's going to be the case, we're going to follow it up with a actual arrow shot. And, um... See if I actually hit him with an arrow. Let's start with that.
0: Go for it. Uh,
3: longbow. That is a one as
0: a crit fail. No, you miss. Oh, my goodness. Yes. You get two attacks as a fighter. <sighs>
3: oh, wait, I didn't have advantage on that roll, did I?
0: Uh, no, none for no reason that I can think okay. of. All right.
3: How about a twenty-three?
0: Yeah, so twenty-three will hit. Oh my goodness! <laughs> All right,
3: so for the twenty-three, I'm going to add on a. Um, I'm not looking to kill. Um, I'm going to add on a grasping arrow. Okay. Um. So, I would just like to, I guess, do enough damage to knock him out. I don't want to kill him. Okay. So if that's the case, it's eleven piercing damage. I don't think I get sneak attack, and then it's an additional. For grasping Arrow. Uh, target's hit by the arrow, gets 2d6 poison damage. So it'll be 18 total damage.
0: Okay. So, 18 damage is... It's a decent hit. It's not... This is not a CR1 creature. Um, in fact... Uh, well, it doesn't matter. This is not a CR1 creature. Uh, you deal the damage to him. He does appear to have, like, taken the shot but is still, like, trying to run and is now his movement is slowed due to the vines, I think by 10 feet, right? Correct. Okay. So as he continues to go, he takes the additional damage from moving, which is, is it the same amount again or different?
3: Uh, It is 2d6 slashing at this point. So the first one was poison followed by slashing. So it takes another 10. Okay. And then I would like to use my movement to uh, try to catch up to him. At this point in time, so it was just enough to try to slow him down. I was trying to concuss him and reduce it by half, but that missed. And then, if that with that missing, then I was going to grasping arrow and, and chase after, after him on foot.
0: Okay, so here's what happens next. As you guys are you're chasing after him, his movement speed has been slowed. He is able to take the dash action as a bonus action. Um, the total movement that he's capable of is. 40 feet per turn now because he can move 30 feet on his action. He can move 30, or rather, no, that's not true. He can move... So his movement speed is 30 feet. It's reduced by 10 feet, so that's 20 feet. So if he does movement, action, and dash, he can move a total of 60 feet per round, which is also what you can move. So as a cool. result... If
3: his, his movement speed's reduced by 10, if he's taking the dash action, which is a movement speed again, wouldn't that be 40?
0: Movement action to dash bonus action to dash he can as a as a like roguish character he can yeah. use his bonus action okay perfect so his total movement would be then be 60 which is also what your movement is so you are not uh, able to catch up with him but you are able to keep up with him as he runs and runs and runs and deals more and more damage to himself through the thorns because that happens every turn and he's not taking an action to pull the vines off he's just trying to outrun you and as he goes it starts to rack up on him eventually he falls to his knees he's at maybe I would say like All told, it doesn't work this way in real life, but in a video game or a a, a tabletop game, you can look at him and estimate that he's maybe become at about a third health, let's say. He falls to the ground uh, in the street, rolls over and looks at you and goes, I was just trying. All right. 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 And uh, you catch up with him as he hits the ground. What would you like to do?
3: That has got to be the coolest way to have used grasping arrow I think that is absolutely neat to consider that each turn he's just taking that damage and eventually it It adds up up man
0: it's like you can't just keep taking 2d6 damage all day you'll take down a titan if it's just every six seconds 2d6 damage like clockwork man it's you'll, you'll get them do you know whose house you were in no, I just was, it was empty and it looked like it had been already picked and I just was there for the remainders. I'm just not trying to cause any trouble to you, uh, Mr. Uh, I don't know whoever you are. Um, You said pick for the remainders? It was already looking like
3: that when you got there?
0: Yeah, the house was already rolled when I got here. I figured, you know, they're already looking for thieves. So if I do the thief thing after someone else was, th- they wouldn't come for me. They'd be looking for... Like, the way that this guy explains what his plan is, roll an insight check for me.
3: I wish I was better at insight. I'm better at, like, investigation and passive perception, things like that. I am not good at insight, but let's give this a go anyway. A 12.
0: Okay. All right. I don't have a bonus to persuasion or deception um, on this character, so I rolled an 11. So you are getting the vibe that, like... You're getting the vibe that this guy is so stupid that he thinks that just because a house has been stolen from, that the next person who steals from it would not also be a suspect in the thieving. He's going, no, 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 it was already wrong. Like, it's fine. Who's going to come after me when someone else did it? Like, that's literally his argument. And you're going, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why in the world would I think that that's true? But, like, that's literally what he's telling you essentially he figured that picking through the scraps would be fine but the house was already like this um yeah that's essentially what he he tells you
3: all right all right um how long i mean i'm i'm assuming you've before you take a before you pick a target you you case the joint for a bit right am i am i am i getting that right here i'm looking in the eyes like dude dude Oh yeah, I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you oh, yeah. Saw, you, I mean, you, you saw me coming in. You, 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 you know what I can do. You obviously, you know, we're, 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 on, we're on the same level here. So, so yeah, if-
0: you picked the one room I was already in. It was real inconvenient. I was cooking bacon in my underwear. I was <laughs> cooking bacon in my underwear in the bedroom for some reason. <laughs> was was
3: uh, um? I already forgot what I was asked. Um. Obviously, you've, you you were casing this joint at some point. How long was this house empty before uh, the the first group came through here, and then you?
0: Ah, it's been empty ever since those two guys came through and like left with everything. It was like five two, days.
3: Two guys came through. What kind of guys?
0: Oh, he's two big, bulky, like brawny-looking human dudes. I can tell you that. Human dudes. Uh full black head to toe mask on couldn't see like who they were or what they were about but um right after the guy who lives here got home they kicked the door in took all kinds of stuff took the dude and it's been like quiet here ever since so i figured well you know if two 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 fellas in all black are gonna come in and take a whole bunch of paperwork and documents and stuff then no one would mind what
3: Sorry, not to interrupt you, but interrupting more the DM. Uh, whose house am I at? Which one?
0: Let's call this one Daniel Shanks. That name is more fun.
3: I like Daniel Shanks anyway, because it means a lot to me, too. Um. All right. Um, give me two seconds.
0: I guess I can put away this guy's stat block. I rolled two things for him once. <laughs> Slide that back into the old folder.
3: All right. So you're telling me the two big burly dudes came in here five days ago and ransacked the place, kidnapped Daniel?
0: Or can't kidnap the the owner of this house? Well, yeah, essentially. Well, that, and they took a whole bunch of stuff, which is why it looks like this. Listen, you... Listen, all right, you know what? You're right. You were opening up windows that you're not supposed to be opening up, so I could report you to the authority. I could bring you straight to the Silver Covenant and tell them, hey, listen, I found the guy.
3: Uh, excuse me, and I'm gonna f- open up my, my coat or my badges. is. It's he... Like-
0: Says a curse word.
3: All right, dude. You've only got one dude. badge. Yeah. <laughs> I have
1: two. Oh, no, let me you have la- the same let team. me
3: let me let me lay it out here for you, guy. For you, for dude. I understand where you're coming from. I was. I've seen your folk many times like this before. So, why don't I give you this proposition here? And I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out a, a piece of gold and start rolling it between my fingers. If you. Are amenable to this? Um, if you got any other information or any other direction to information, I'm going to keep. And at this point in time, like I'm going to just like sleight of hand. Now there's two of them in my fingers, like just, just, just like they just keep multiplying in between my fingers.
0: That's baller. Please continue.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> this this could continue to do this, and a third one shows up. <laughs> I just just wanted to get his his mindset here. So I want you to 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 be a little bit smarter about what you're doing here. But I could also use your eyes and ears.
0: All right. What are, what am I supposed to he like reaches for the coins?
3: I'll 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 stop what I, you know, the, the coins that were the three coins that were flipping in my hands, but when I stop and I flip over my hand there's only one in it.
0: He takes it and he immediately puts it into a piece of pottery that he was stealing from this house. That he also puts, like, a little platinum ring that, like, must have come out of a drawer or something. Uh, uh,
3: and uh, 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 what was that?
0: I'm sorry, was it not clear I was thieving from this house? <laughs> I thought that you knew that All that was right, happening. Right,
3: right, right, right. I'm but not you, gonna see that.
0: But you notice, it occurs to you, roll, um, roll an investigation.
3: 22.
0: Okay. It occurs to you that the ring of thieving that has been happening amongst, you know, the circumstances that was brought to your attention by several different sources, what's been stolen has been equipment that has a practical purpose and gold specifically. Other pieces of value, uh, other, other things of value have not been part of this, um, have not been part of this pattern.
3: So you said there was a silver ring, platinum, platinum. Okay. I was like, no, no, you and a
0: piece of pottery like clay work.
3: Keep it, dude. Um. All right. Uh So you know about obviously the other thieving that's been going on here. What else have you heard on the streets?
0: I uh. What else has he heard on the streets? Um. Can you can you go a little bit more into detail into what you're looking for?
3: Um, the thieving so the other thieving right now so obviously you're 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 not the ones if you're ready to turn me in it's not you either um what have you heard about the 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 thieving that's been going on
0: uh he would say that he goes oh you mean what they've been reporting on um I don't know it's been strange there's like the the stuff that they've been t- all right so the stuff that they've been taking is like equipment which you can just buy it's f- it's v- it's available it's not very expensive and if they're taking a bunch of gold why aren't they using if they need the equipment why aren't they just using the gold to buy the equipment i don't think it makes any sense but as far as who done it no idea
3: yeah you haven't seen anything or or anything like that
0: no no one has it's been the strangest thing not like this where they like so this place big boot bang right on the front door kick the place in drag the guy out muffle him or something grab a bunch of paperwork and some other nonsense that had been in the house leave with it it's a breaking and entering it's normal the stuff that got stole was like from the other places you know you wake up in the morning and you go and the the door is locked there's no sign of forced entry everything looks normal except that for some reason all the tools are missing it's silly
3: uh, DM question, so the first house I looked at was fine. There was nothing really weird or out of the ordinary in the first house, correct?
0: Uh, so we're yes. talking
3: about Nick Bollard's Ballard's house.
0: Yeah, Nick's house does not appear to have had anything wrong with it, really. Um, and I will, I will say this, as part of your investigation, that is not a clue. That is me not making you go through two different maps to reach one conclusion. Um, okay. You could much more easily read that Nick... Was either not home when all this other stuff happened or uh, was not the one who had in their possession, whatever it was that these two mysterious folk were actually after that day. Um, That is more reasonable to you than any other conclusion. And again, it's because I created two characters but had one thing I wanted to pursue and I didn't want to do two maps to get get you to one place.
3: Fair enough. Um, So then I guess like the last thing that I think I'm going to do at this point is to pull out uh, a picture of Old Doom Blackpowder. It's like, have you seen this dwarf at all around around the city?
0: Oh, yeah. He was asking a bunch of questions at... He was asking a bunch of questions like out near the keep area, uh, out near... Dwarven district out near uh, here in Old Oldtown uh, about I don't know some bunch of people who had came back and done some stuff, but that was days ago. I haven't seen him since then.
3: Was there anybody that he was with or anybody that you can think of them? No, not that I saw. All right I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand him another gold and say you do your best to keep your head down and, and your nose clean as much as possible.
0: Um, oh, my nose is very clean because I wear this mask over it. So, all taken care of on that front.
3: And I'll 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 release the vines and and let him go.
0: Okay, um, without getting his name or any means of tracking him down or asking him questions in the future, he wanders off somewhere. Uh, that's uh, I a can- thief did you see the map? Did you see, like, wh- like on my side, like, where he was? You picked the exact window that you shouldn't have picked. It was magical. Anyway, it's fun.
3: You know what's funny? Because to me, I'm, like, looking around. I'm like, okay, well, outside of the house, we got the side of the house over here, the back side of the house. This looks like the farthest room away from the front door. This looks like a good spot to sneak in from.
0: Incredible. Um, as that is wrapping up, we're gonna go out to uh, Butch, who is only just down the street, basically hanging out over by uh, the. Uh, he's on his way over to the Hall of Champions, which is uh, the place where all of the elite warriors of Stormwind get their combat training. Their, uh, you know, all of the 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 the. the weapons expertise and and all that kind of stuff. The tactical knowledge uh, that it takes to be a soldier of Stormwind. Uh, As you approach, you see that uh, similar to the entryway in toward the Silver Covenant area and SI7, it is somewhat barred from entry for just your normal rabble. Uh, You're able to get in easily. First of all, when they see somebody packing like you are, they're like, oh yeah, warrior, cool. And then are just sort of going to wave you in. Um, the same way they would for any other like warrior-style adventurer who's walking around with the world's biggest hammer on their back. <laughs> um, you get in there. Uh, what is it that you're actually looking to um, accomplish this afternoon here at the Hall of Champions?
1: Wow. All right. Well, I mean, you, you told me there's people in there. That, that you told me that, um, that they glanced at me Noticed I was probably a warrior and that was cool. But what are these people doing? Like, are they, are, are they like, are there maps on the wall? Are they planning campaigns? Are, are they like, like sparring each other? Are they, you know, uh, designing new weapons? What are they doing?
0: There is some sparring and there is some formal training happening where like there's an instructor and like a, f- like not a field, but like a group of students who are like all doing, um, Uh, like forms and that sort of thing together. Uh, There are are places set up here that are, okay, well, this is where we're going to do tactics training. And this is where we're going to like, we have maps set up. There are maps set up and that sort of thing, but it's not for, you get a read on it pretty quickly that what they're doing is, Uh, It's like a training thing. It's simulation. It's okay. Well, here's where the army is positioned and here's where the gates are and here's where X, Y, and Z, and we're going to move tactically and make decisions in X, Y, and Z type type of thing. Uh, So there's that kind of stuff going on. The walls are covered in, you can see like, they might be replicas. They might be originals of really either interesting or cool looking weapons that have all this sort of like fancy filigree on them, weapons that have like these strange shapes you would think that a sword would be shaped to be wielded correctly by a normal person. But some of this stuff is like way out of left field. And like what you see is weapons from world of Warcraft where everything has to have a crazy, awesome design. Mm -hmm. Um, You see a series of people mostly in heavy armor, although there are some in lighter armors uh, having conversations either about victories that they've had in the past, like that sort of Thor glory kind of conversation. There's also several who are like, um, yeah no what we need to do for the students is actually focus more on defensive strategy than offensive because they'll go in and attack a target dummy all day long but that doesn't actually teach them how to survive in battle what they actually need is and they start to get into like some trainers talking to each other about some things um and as you're kind of wandering around sort of wide-eyed looking at all this uh there is a pandaren in full plate uh, who sees you as you walk in and actually stands up from their place and approaches you and introduce, introduces themselves as Kualang Thunderfist.
1: Kualang
0: Thunderfist. Uh-huh. Uh, reaches out to shake your hand and says, well, uh, look at you. You're a new face around here. I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, or no, I haven't seen you. I don't think ever. Uh, what, uh, what brings you to the Hall of Champions here, my friend? Well, my name
1: is Butch. It sure is nice to meet you kwa Lang. uh it's it's nice to see a a face kind of looking a little bit more like mine. <laughs> yeah, it's nice
0: to see something from well actually maybe not from home. Are you from the island or are you from the turtle? Where'd you come from
1: i I'm, I'm I'm from a little village in you know in Pandaria.
0: Oh, all right. Okay, I spent you know most of my childhood on the turtle, so I didn't spend very much time on the mainland. That's interesting, though. It's nice to see ah, you. Very good. What, what are uh, some
1: good stories about that place? I've I, really never nice been place. there,
0: I really enjoyed it. It's, it's a little bit of a shame that we left, but also it's, you know, when you're time to look around the world, it's time to look around the world. You know, like, you know that's what I've been doing too. Actually, phenomenal. Brings you to Stormwind. Well,
1: I'm here with a couple friends, actually uh, the traveling partners, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. yep. the, the idea was we, we did a bunch of fighting and then I didn't want, I just wanted to be on vacation, <laughs> you know, just, to, you know, put my ax up or whatever. And, uh, we did that. We, we, uh, went, went around. We, uh, you know, I took out checked out the dark moon fair. You know, that, that was pretty funny. You been there? Is a just,
0: good time. I've been there before myself. I was a lot yeah, of fun. just
1: down the street. Uh, and and we did some we did some other stuff, gotten to some shenanigans, you, you know, we dealing with um you know all that stuff that came from the sky. What like a month ago or something?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, we found one of them things that came and it was all messing up the stranglethorn veil. And I don't know why we had to do it, but but we we found it and we uh took care of the situation. And uh I'm a I'm trying to be on vacation, but it seems to me that if I'm going to continue this, uh, you know, adventurous lifestyle, that you know, I might want to pick up some uh, s- some some ideas about about fighting and kind of improve my, my myself and improve the kind of weapons I'm using and stuff. You know, it, being on Pandaria, most of what it did was uh you know fighting with my hands as we do. I'm sure that you that's the first thing you learned was you know
0: that's the first thing any of us learn really.
1: Yeah, yeah. B- bare-handed fighting.
0: Bunch of little bunch of little cubs running around slapping the the heck out of each other just for fun, you know. You learn it almost by instinct. It's part of it's part of who we are really.
1: It it, it really is. But but now that I'm you know in, in these kinds of areas and going through trying to figure out Raptors and like, 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 like trolls and, and all this, you know, we we almost, we, we were trying to run into these, these giant mosquitoes, you know, anyway, I was thinking while I'm in Stormwind, you know, capital city of the humans, I guess, I guess capital city of the Alliance even, that, uh, maybe I could pick up some, uh, tips or tricks, uh, a, a few more, uh, you know, maybe train with some people as, as, uh, as strong as I am because you know the people I'm hanging out with the two, two of them real talented real talented uh worgen lady oh princess as it turns out but I'll tell you about that later uh uh sh- she she's amazing and then her uh teeny tiny little skinny elf friend that that she tags that tags along but n- neither one of them are going to teach me how you know no, they might teach me how to, you know, file my nails and and look pretty, but none of them are are, are are good for, you know, practicing. You know. So what you're
0: telling me is that you picked up a couple of traveling companions, went all around the world fighting monsters and getting into mischief, and all that you get finally into a place where you can actually put your feet up, and the first thing that you decide that you're going to do is work out. And get a little stronger, just because that's the thing that's man. <laughs> you're <laughs> he starts laughing. He goes, you're a regular son, you fire bottom over here. My God, you'll be riding kuchungs in the battle in no time. Why don't you come on back? We're gonna set you up. What's your weapon of choice, son? We're gonna. Did we're you gonna say Kuchungs? Yeah, you know uh, that story.
1: I probably won't, won't be on one of the. I do know that story. I do know exactly what you're talking. About. Anyway, we don't need to yeah you're right you're gonna be the yeah, next yeah.
0: strongest warrior Pandaria has ever seen I can tell I can tell right now why don't you come up what's your weapon of choice son
1: oh at the moment I got this 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 amazing it's a you know and I, and I pull out my um, radiant maul you know okay. it's a, a two handed uh, hammer and the th- thing is it, look look at this it's got all this you know oh man it just feels good in your hands you know uh but but y- the thing is also I got this uh and, and then I start like <laughs> bringing out my uh I'm looking at my inventory and I'm <laughs> okay uh my uh my, my hand axe and my I've got wait a minute I'm I'm sorry am I am I going blind the uh, What are you looking for? The the magic axe
0: the magic axe is in your inventory, it's not on your attack, attack actions, because you were like, ah, I keep accidentally using that one. So we hid that, but if you want to put it back on your attack actions, you can do that. All okay. you have to do is go to your inventory and click on where it says Battle Axe of Bloodlust. Battle
1: click. Axe of Bloodlust is what yeah. I was talking about. Okay. No, I don't... I'm still attuned to that.
0: Yeah, of course you are. It's giving you extra hit points.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm, so, I'm sorry about that little, you know... Um. I. I, I knew why it wasn't in the attack place, but I, I didn't know where to find it. Okay, and and then I show show him my battle axe of bloodlust, and you, you know this one this one used to be cursed, but I promise you it ain't cursed anymore. I promise. But it but but it you know r- r- really helps me. Uh, and this could be one uh, one handed or two handed. I was thinking. Uh, you know I've been using I've used stuff for, for shields before. Uh, but mostly it was just, you know, barn doors. (laughs) You just pick them up and, you know, uh, dodge, you know, projectiles from them bugs. But I, uh, maybe I'd like to learn how to use a few different weapons. If I can get better at using the shield, I imagine I can just pick up a shield anywhere and just, you know, use it, whatever. But I want to know more. I want you to show me.
0: <laughs> go ahead. Uh, what is a what's what's the right thing for this? Do me a favor and roll um roll a history check with advantage if you don't mind sixteen okay, um. You start talking about, oh, I have all these cool weapons, and I have all this stuff, and I went on all these adventures, and he's sort of like laughing with you, doing that sort of soldier camaraderie kind of like bonding moment thing. fire Firebottom is what he called you earlier, like as a joke. Um, There's something about, something's bugging you about that he brought that up. The joke well, that he was making is that, you know, oh, look at you. You're, you're taking your leisure time to train and work out and practice. You're going to be the next strongest warrior in Pandaria. And there's something there. There's there's something there that's in the back. On a 16, you're not sure exactly what it is, but there's something that's like in the well, back your Well, I know who son
1: Firebottom is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Okay. And uh, she... Is, is widely known as the the you know the the strongest warrior in Pandaria, and she was able to. Um, she this is something in just a folklore in from my background. I'm trying I'm trying to remember it. Uh, I don't have notes like with me right now, uh, but she. Helped save a whole lot of people, and she did jump on top of one of those giant, giant bugs back. And and she, um, because and, and then went running into all the other bugs and all the mantid and stuff. And she, uh, the last time any anyone ever saw her or her, heard her voice, she was doing a lot of damage and holding back the troops and uh, the the troops against us, letting other people get away and escape. She saved a lot of lives that day but to my knowledge she had, you know, she was assumed dead.
0: I will will make a small correction to what you just said. Okay. You said that she was widely known as the strongest uh, Pandaren. Yeah, she is widely known amongst Pandarans to be the strongest warrior. Right, but not amongst people from other places.
1: So okay. So widely
0: known, quote unquote, but amongst your people, yes.
1: Oh. Okay, so this guy is Pandaren. However, yes. Yes. you told me he grew up on the uh, on the on. He's on, from the Turtle, the but these Island. are stories
0: that like once the turtle pandarians and the island pandarians all started interacting with each other these are these are stories that would have been shared amongst warriors from both sides of the culture so that's not weird to you
1: okay him him referring to me that that's to me that sounded like a like a joke
0: yeah it was a joke and it was a joke about like oh you're just going to be the next big strong you know like he was he was like saying oh you know look at this guy over here on the on the um on the bench press, they're going to be the next Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like that was sort of the, it's the same feeling of that joke. Um, but in particular, the thing that Firebottom was famous for was being the strongest. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just something about that that's, I don't know if maybe you've heard it recently or if it's been in the back of your mind about something else or something. But there's something there that you're like, ah, I'm not sure.
1: Well, I mean, wh- the the guy who was making the axe that i just showed him the bat- battle axe of bloodlust uh asked me over and over again who was the strongest warrior and then at, in his dying breath after i killed him um <laughs> was that it it wasn't me um so i have heard something like that before okay so you're just telling me that something doesn't doesn't ring right about that
0: well no uh- that was if you had, if like, if your history check had been a little higher, oh, it just occurred to me that you have a negative one to your history. Okay, yeah. So that was actually a really solid roll. You come to the conclusion that the thing that was sort of digging into your back of your mind about like this is something that's been on my mind recently is oh yeah no, Curse Master or whatever I called him, um, Weaponsmith Arna was Arna, specifically yeah. asking about stories just like this.
1: Yeah. Okay. and
0: that and that he had said that, or rather it may have been in his notebook of stuff that Ari has. You remember as you guys were looking through that, he was on a search for an artifact. yes, that would basically create the kind of strength that is that level of legendary
1: And the uh, warrior. That we were with um, in Booty Bay, the the Tauren guy. Um, I I told him that, and I said to uh, if because I warned him. <laughs> I said I was warning him um, uh, about it, and that if either one of us had I- in information that that sounded weird, or you know that that we would mail each other. Okay. I, I mean, yeah, now all these things. when when you mentioned that name, uh, or no, sorry, when you mentioned the person on the on the what the what's it called, Kuchung, 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 the, the I, giant, mean, giant, I might giant, be saying giant.
0: it wrong, but that's how I've always said it. So I apologize to the world. Big, if bigger I say than it wrong. a
1: building, giant bug. Okay, um, and this person basically made it a mount. <laughs> And um, greatest warrior, strongest warrior. Anyway, um, and also a folk legend. Um, a, a okay, a Pandaren mentioning it to me might not have uh, piqued you know anything in my brain except that Arna had mentioned that he was looking for the strongest warrior in Azeroth. And and now, and and now this pan this Pandaren's mentioning it too. Okay, mm-hmm. um, that's interesting. I don't I don't know what I would say. I, uh, so hey. <laughs> I, I sure am. I, I am sure I'm glad to meet you. You know this, this 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 axe I was showing you. This red one. It's 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 pretty. <laughs> it's it's a pretty one. It's it's even prettier with uh the bloodier enemies on it. Yeah, no. I bet but it's uh, a beaut with the blood of your
0: enemies on it. Oh, I would love to see that.
1: Yeah, but uh, any reason why in particular you uh you know you, you mentioned Ms. Thunderfist the uh. The legendary, the almost sacred. <laughs> by the way, we talk about her.
0: Only to only to say that I mean, you know, everybody who comes in here, you know, they they kind of know that. Oh yeah, well, I'm going to get into you know a big fight or whatever. But I mean, you've already done so many of the things that people aspire to do and now you're gonna try to be even greater than that like what are your sights like you're just gonna be what the best warrior in the history of pandaria uh but here, uh, yeah, listen if that's the way to do it i'm happy to to train you like we can get you into a sparring thing we can get you like you know work on your form maybe your maybe your technique is a little some you know there's some there's always room for improvement is what i'm saying
1: i'll tell you what i that yes i I will take you up on that. That sounds so good to me. I appreciate that, and you know, maybe you know, I, c- I can leave here, you know, better than than I was when I got here. That that sure would be nice. Uh, yeah. it's it's just not part of my personality to try to get that uh you know strongest warrior title, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I sure do appreciate it.
0: We're gonna get you there. Come on. Uh, and would take you out to the yard, um, would ask you to set aside your very dangerous magical weapon. Um, You guys are going to use sparring. All right, we're not going to practice with little uh, enchanted magical weapons here. We're not trying to hurt anybody for real, for real. Um, And would set you up with uh, some training weapons, get you like, okay, well, here's the target dummy. Let's see how you attack this way. Let's come at it from the side, come at it from the top, come at it from you know, all these different angles like dash toward it and attacks just to see like where your, um, where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are. Do me a favor, go ahead and roll. Um, actually I'll give you a choice. You can either roll, um, an athletics check or you could roll, um, just like a regular attack roll. I'm like different depending on which one you choose is going to be where, uh, he's going to evaluate your ability at. It would be the same. Well,
1: I've got like plus seven on everything except for radium. All that would be an attack roll. Um, but oh, yeah,
0: I guess it would be the same because an attack roll is just your strength plus your plus your proficiency, and so is your athletics. Okay, yeah. then yeah, roll so, whatever you same
1: want. Same. roll whatever you okay. want. Okay, athletics twenty one.
0: Okay, on a twenty one. What he sees is you are following these directions and you're running in and doing the attack and then you back off and then you swing this way and you're swinging. He's like, okay, no, from above. And like you just pivot and twist and hit. And you you pass the point where most trainees would start to get fatigued or sweaty. And you pass the point where most um, trainees would be winded and need to take a break. And then you pass the point where most trainees would be like, ready to stop for the day and as you look to him you're like alright cool what's the next technique you want me to look at like he's looking at you like wow this guy's like really got his stuff together as you spend how much time do you want to spend here um, training I mean
1: I, I do want to meet up with with, with Falkus after a while but, but I imagine a, a, a couple hours would be a, a good a good session to like figure out what it is that I need to work on
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, you spend that time. The sun starts to dip. It is we're we're gonna go back in time after we're done with your part to hit Ari because Ari's sure. like this always should have been happening simultaneously. Um, but you get to the point where the sun is beginning to set. Um, curfew is coming up, uh, and curfew. he goes, "All right, all right, all right. We're gonna call it for a day." Listen, kid, you got a lot going for you. You really do. You don't have to get like a whole lot of extra, you know, magical hoo-ha and, you know, all these like magical special things in order to really be great because you've got a lot of that going for you already. What I will say is that what you have, you've got raw strength coming out your ears. You've got like stamina for days. Mm -hmm. What I think that we could offer you is uh, a little bit in the way of actual um, technique where you, yeah, you're going to hit a guy. Like, let's be real. If someone comes stepping toward you, meaning to do you harm. You're going to do them harm right back, and you're going to do it worse than they did. You're going to hurt some people. All right, that's the whole point.
1: But only, only the bad guys. Only the bad. Well, of course not. Only the bad. We well,
0: well, fight for the alliance, for goodness sakes. But uh, what you could do, okay, what you could do is during that hit, maybe a little extra effect. You know, you really like that big hammer of yours. We could make it. We could. I could show you how to hit somebody where they get knocked off balance and you can reposition them on the battlefield the way that you need to in order to give your team the advantage. Oh. I could set you up with a way to... You had a pile of bladed weapons back there on the table. You've got all these axes. You're swimming in axes, for God's sakes. And we javelins
1: could, and hand axes. And all get, these things. I got, I got a lot
0: of things. We could set it up to where, you know... You're gonna go in for a strike, but instead of just like dealing damage to the guy, anybody can deal damage. This your your flimsy friend who like with the nail file or whatever. If he picked up an axe and hit somebody with it, he would do damage with it. Let's be real. But you're yeah. the like you have it you in you the bow, to have goes. the technique to also make it so they can't run away or make it so that they fall on their butt or make it so that like the way that you position the attack. And then after you hit the way you pull the weapon away, you could be tripping people up. You could be hitting them in just that right spot to get that extra, like there's, there's ways to tweak this, but it's in technique. It's not, we're not having, you're not going to come out to my training area and spend your day doing pushups. Like some of these other wet noodles out here, you're going to, you're going to perfect the art of fight and it's going to be awesome.
1: That sounds, that sounds real good. Yeah. Y- you know, I got that, all that stamina and, and, and strength from, you know, carrying this little, uh, elf on my back all the time. So, uh, <laughs> uh no, I, 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 make fun of him. He is teeny tiny and he is pretty, but, uh, it, you should see this guy with a bow. Oof. You do not want to be on the other end of the bow. I don't care how strong, how big, how tough you are. I promise also he he can take like toys and then make them into something deadly. It's nuts, but uh I guess if you're that small and weak and frail you you, you have to be, be able smart to-
0: and clever, right? You don't have a choice. <laughs> you've got to be
1: so uh yeah, no, this sounds right up my alley right up my alley. I want to, I want to do that. You know, repositioning someone is, is the, the best thing I can think of that would help is going to help me in my particular group, it, you know, in the, in the way that we fight and the way that we kind of interact. So, um, yeah. So, so, uh, I, I, uh, you know, got a, got another job here. You know, I that walked into town. You're talking about me not putting my feet up and, and I, um, open up my my right lapel mind you i'm dressed like a pirate okay um yeah and there's a silver covenant
0: thing on there you can be dressed like a pirate all day long you should see some of the adventures that come in here i i trained a dude the other day was wearing nothing but a loincloth and had a battle axe on his back and this guy hit harder than i've ever seen well maybe not harder than i've ever seen but harder than i normally see and he was barely dressed at all for the fight so i don't know y'all guys gonna be dressed how you're gonna be dressed i'm fine with
1: yeah, I mean, you know, we don't us adventurers. We don't need uniforms like yours. Uh, all right, so the uh, thing, I, I'll do my day job, and while I'm here, I'll I'll, I'll come here, uh, you know, towards the last cu- couple hours of the day, something like that. That sound good to you?
0: That sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. We're gonna have a great time.
1: All righty then. Hey, well, well met, and uh, i I'm, I'm gonna go get a beer.
0: That sounds like a great idea. The home of the archaeologist is looted by a mysterious group of black-clad abductors, and Fulcus turned a scavenger into a potential ally. Hopefully, the thief touches base with Falkus at some point, because we never did get his name or any way to contact him. Butch puts in some time at the Hall of Champions. Progress there should be nothing short of explosive. We'll check in with Ari over at the Mage Quarter the next time we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com/heroicdnd where you'll find our players social media info and a link to our discord server.